Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one, two, or three glasses at a time. (laughs) So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Well, this week we're tasting a few great wines from one of my favorite wine regions in France, the Rhone Valley. And I'm joined in studio today by Al Spoler. He's co-host of Cellar Notes, uh, which is a radio show here in Baltimore, also seen on Maryland Farm and Harvest on Maryland Public Television. He's brought a few wines for us to taste, and then he's going to tell me about a trip where you can join him to tour this incredible wine region. Welcome to the show, Al. Thank you, Laurie. It's really great being here. It's, and I think we're pretty lucky in many respects. We are. You know, we are. Because not only uh, do we sort of uh, make a living tasting wine and talking about it, but every now and then we get to do some traveling that's uh, yes. associated with it. And, and I what think a thrill that is. It's the best way to learn about wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, certainly book studying and tasting are key, but when you're actually in the place where it's made, it brings it all together. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally believe that. Um, Well, bringing it all together, you know, let's kind of uh, start off. Just how did you get into the world of wine and spirits? What even brought you to do this? Long, long time ago, probably 30 years plus. Right. um, I was dating a very nice woman from California, and we decided that Sunday nights we had to do something special for dinners. So we started having nice dinners, and that meant, well, I got to go out and buy some wine for this. And I have been strictly a beer guy up until then, but I started getting some wine. And what was really odd was from the very get-go, I started taking notes. So from the first bottle of of serious wine that I bought, I started taking notes and I made a notebook. And eventually that led to um, myself feeling like I was something of a burgeoning (laughs) expert. (laughs) Nice. Hey, if you got the notebook, you're you're an expert, right? Yeah, that's right. And, And I started... Doing tastings with Hugh Sisson down at the old Sisson's restaurant. Love and it. those were a blast. And somebody from um, one of the radio stations s- saw us doing our little shtick and said, you guys ought to be on the radio. So that led to the creation of Cellar Notes, which was about 23 years ago. Wow. You guys is, have been doing it for 23 years. We've been doing years. it that long, yeah. Well, we're, yeah. We're only in our fourth season, so we hope to have no. such a long I'm sure long you're going to have long legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of long legs, we're going to tour... France, the region by glass right now, and just Mm -hmm. kind of get an idea of the types of wines that come from the places you're going to travel to. So I see a lovely rosé in my first glass. So while we're talking, let's dive right into this first wine. What do we have? We have a lovely uh, rosé. It's called Vignoble d'Azur. It's from the Côte de Provence. And actually, this wine was um, grown right on the border with Bandol. Mm. Which means there's going to be wow. some Merveille. has the greatest Unbelievable. rose. Yeah. yeah. So if they were across the street, literally, they could call themselves Bandol. That but domain tempier is <laughs> domain tempier something is, to uh, behold. But what fifty dollars for a rose is yeah. kind of tough to swallow sometimes. Well, this this one is about um, oh I don't know eighteen dollars. Mm. And I, I think it's just a fabulous wine. The thing I've been discovering about these rosés, an old friend of mine from college has been importing them, and I tasted through his line with them. And I do believe that there are very, very serious rosés being made in Provence. Absolutely. It's not like we do here in the United States, where quite often rosé is an afterthought or something that you do with excess wine. Mm -hmm. Or we have a 
uh, a process where we bleed off right. red wine early on in the process. And turn that in. Yeah, and it makes sense business-wise to do mm-hmm. that. But the intention in Provence is to make a rosé. Right. That's it. Dry so, Dry rosé. And the thing is that I don't think we always get the best ones sent here. Right. Because quite often you'll find these thin little things, very acidic. But the ones that my friend has has been bringing in are top drawer. And you know what top drawer rosé tastes like. Right. It's fuller. It's got a lot of flavor. Great acidity, great balance. It's a joy to drink. Yes. What do you think of this one? I think that's really great. I mean, I was telling you I recently was at a tasting, and the color on this is so, um, you know, salmon, but mm-hmm. not bright pink. And no. I was being told by this another Provence winemaker that, you know, serious rosés in their mind are very lightly colored, sometimes almost um, very not a lot of color at all. Hardly any. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. up to salmon, but not bright pink like you might see coming from a lot of New World Rosé, and it just has um, a beautiful nose, almost. Uh, I get a yeah, lot of little, stone fruit. Yes, oh, I was oh. going to say, or a little melon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, I love the palate. It's it's a it's a fairly full bodied wine for a rosé. In fact, you know what? I think if I serve this in a black glass for you, mm. you may not pick it out as a rosé. You might think it's a light red wine. You might think it's a light red wine. Yes. Exactly. And that's and, what I love because now. As we move into these warmer months, hallelujah, <laughs> sometimes oh, yeah. I don't want as much red, but I don't, I want something a little bit more powerful than a white in mm-hmm. flavor. And this really fits the bill. It really does. It really does. Rosés are very useful wines and they're becoming very, very popular these days. People are seeing the value of getting them. And um, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. Always, just about always under $20. Between 15 and 20 you can get really nice wines. And if you're celebrating Easter tomorrow, mm-hmm. rosé with Abs- ham absolutely. is delicious. <laughs> it's the wine. It's it the may wine. be an old cliche, but it's so true. Uh, it is. It, it is. just is the acidity there for the salt and the flavor, you know, to stand up to the, all the great flavor in the ham, depending on how you serve it. That's right. Really, That's right. you know, salmon, salad, seafood. This is a very versatile well, according to my friend Robert, who imported this, these wines are best enjoyed on the beach. Oh, <laughs> the let's Riviera. go. Okay. <laughs> Next taping on the beach, me and Al. <laughs> it's not, doesn't that paint a picture? <laughs> it does. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the sipping point. Um, we're going to be back with Al Spoiler, but don't forget to connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just look for me at The Wine Coach. We'll be right back on the sipping point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. We're back with The Sipping Point and Al Spoiler from Cellar Notes on the radio and Maryland Farm and Harvest on TV. But we've got them live here in the studio. We're tasting great wines from France. We had a delicious rosé from Vinoble d'Azur, $18, Provence rosé, 2013. Delicious, the way rosé should be. Now we're moving on to a Cote which... I think is such a great value. There's so many great ones out there for everyday drinking. What did you bring me? And you said this is your go-to. This is absolutely how much for this one? Oh boy, it, uh, it's about eighteen dollars. I would say maybe okay. even a little bit less. It's called Domaine Lagarigue mm. Coteron, and it's always the Cuvée Romain is what I look for. Okay, it's imported by Eric Solomon. This happens to be the 2008. 
I always keep a bunch of this in my cellar. And if I get below like 15 bottles, I go out and get another case. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got to come it, visit more it, often. It's, it's, it's really easy to find in this market. Right. Um, Domaine La Garrigue. And the name La Garrigue, you know what that refers to? It's the it's it's, like the brush. It's the brush. It's kind of the fields. It's right. all the weeds and herbs and stuff. And if you've ever walked through a, a field in Provence, the aroma that comes up is mm-hmm. just unbelievable. And it's, they say that the wines sometimes take, even though there's no scientific way to link it, but the wines get that aroma. Well, I want you to stick your nose yeah. into this glass and you're going to smell the smell of, of Garrigue. It's right there. Oh, I want to just right lay there. down in it. I love it. <laughs> it's it's primarily the Grenache is is responsible for this, and I think Laurie Grenache is becoming one of my most favorite grapes. Grenache in Spain, and much more popular in and, Spain. And, and Garnacha, yes. in, in Spain, and I just love it because it is it, it's just so wild and dynamic mm-hmm. and vibrant, uh, and no two are exactly alike. That's right. another nice thing about it. And these wines do have the uncanny knack to pick up these this aroma of the countryside, which makes them really, really interesting to drink. And they're so well balanced. I mean, you've got a lot of great fruit on the palate, but a balance of acid and tannin that's not, you know, the t- there's enough grip of tannin there to, to make you uh, feel great about having it with meat, but you don't need yeah. to. You don't need to either. I mean, it's not... In your no, face, the, like no, a lot no, of reds it, can it, be. It, this is a nice cheese wine, too. You know, nice yes. firm red. Uh, That's dinner firm, to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice firm cheese with this red wine would be absolutely right. beautiful. Now, I love that you mention Eric Solomon, because just like we're going to talk in a minute about your cruise and how you're going to mm-hmm. be quite uh, guiding people through the countryside of France um, and cruising around, finding great importers is a shortcut to you know, going into a store and finding great wine because even myself and I'm sure you too, when you go to a huge wine store, you don't know every winery that's sitting no. on the shelf. And that's why guys like uh, Danny Haas and Robert Catch or Kermit Lynch, uh, I just Eric Solomon, Eric Solomon, Mark De Grazia. I mean, doesn't so he many do good work? Yeah, yeah. In Italy. Um, it's a guarantee of mm-hmm. quality in my mind. They do yes. they do a lot of legwork and. It is not a glamorous way to make a living, believe me. Um, they do a lot of their visiting during the winter <laughs> when it's cold and damp right. in these, these cellars and they're tasting. Um, but they're looking for the very best, and that's what they want to bring back to us. And the way you find the importer, in case you're wondering out there, is you turn the bottle around, um, and if it is an imported wine, it'll say imported by mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you'll just start seeing you know, uh, a pattern. Right? <laughs> to the yeah, ones that, you like. Yeah, and yeah. Some of them specialize in Spain and some specialize in different countries. Um, you know, Jorge Ordanes yeah. uh, from Spain. And there's just so many great ones. But yeah. it's a good way to start. You find a bottle you like, see the importer, and then go ask your store for more from the same. That's right. And yeah. they, they know the importers. Your wine merchants know these importers. And Absolutely. They point out on the shelf. All right. Well, let's talk about going to France because I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) So tell me about your cruise while I'm sipping my Coteron. If folks are interested in going on the cruise, give me all the details. I know it's November 1st to the 8th. Uh, You start in Lyon to Avignon, the Rhone River cruise. But what are we going to do on the cruise, Al? Well, we're going to start off in Lyon, but very quickly, right off the bat, backtrack up to Bone. Mm. And have a little Burgundy encounter. Nice. And then we're going to get on the SS Catherine and just cruise down the Rhone River, which is quite an adventure. And the Rhone, of course, is divided into two parts. The northern part, which is skinny, 
and then the southern part, which is a big circular area. North, all about Syrah. Syrah. And south, more about the blends. Right, uh, with Grenache being Mm -hmm. uh, very, very prominent. And we're going to be stopping at places like uh, Hermitage Hill, you know, and nice. uh, which I've always wanted to be on. I, it's, it's legendary. It's right. legendary. We're going to be in Avignon, and we're going to do a side trip to Gigondas, oh, and we're going to I'm see. I'm a fan. I Huge love fan Gigondas, of Gigondas, and we're going to uh, see how Chateauneuf de Pop is made, oh, and, which is w- one of the great blending jobs of all time. Right. And this cruise, which is uh, organized by Cruise One, if people are interested. Just Google Cruise One Sarah Perkins. Okay. Cruise One Sarah Perkins. If you write that down, yep. you'll get all the information, and it's going to be a ball. We're, we're going to be dining on the ship every night. It's, a, it's like a river cruise, it's right? Like it's not one of those cruise. big carnival cruise no, ships. That's not no. what we're talking about. One of those nice little river boats, and uh, they have a great chef on board. We'll be dining every night on board. I'll be doing a wine talk every night about the local wines. Oh, great. And during the day, we get a chance to explore. Yes. And if you've never been to Provence, it is just a magical country. I've not been. It's it's magical. I've been to France qu- several times, it's, but not, not to Provence. It's, it's just wonderful. And November is a lovely time of the year to go there because it's usually fairly dry, nice, cool jacket weather. The wines have just been made. Okay. And the the winemakers have a little bit of time now on their hands, and they can talk to you. Right. And the best part, they start to burn the cuttings of the vines. So you get this this smoke coming across the valleys as you're traveling. Delicious. And it's like a a medieval tapestry is the way it looks. Beautiful. And, you know, Al, we just did an event together with Wine World, the Harford County Community College a few uh, months ago, maybe. I don't don't know how long it is now. a few weeks ago. Um, Seems like months. (laughs) But uh, you have such a great background of history around the wine regions, and that's fascinating um, to put that together with what you're tasting in the glass. I think, you know, if you're a history buff, uh, as well as loving food and wine, this kind of trip is really going to be exciting. Oh, it really is. And it seems like history has followed the wine trail right. or vice versa. I'm not quite sure. This but, you is know, true. It started with the Romans and the mm-hmm. Phoenicians coming over and planting these vines up and down the Rhone River. Those guys were smart. Right, and they right. spotted Hermitage Hill right away. Yeah. <laughs> they got it me. planted. They said, this will make great wine. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break, Al. But you mentioned Chateauneuf to Pop. We're going to taste that yeah. after the break. Amazing red wine. Um, all the information from the show and the wines we're tasting are going to be at thewinecoach.com. Also, download my free app, which is there too. Just clip, click on mobile app and that has information and you can play our past shows there too. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forrester, The Wine Coach. We're back on The Sipping Point with Al Spoler. He's the host or one of the hosts. Co-host. Of Seller Notes, yeah. Co-host. We just had Hugh on a few months ago, um, and that was really fun. And you're also on Maryland Farm and Harvest quite regularly. On MPT. I'm a, called the contributing editor. <laughs> yeah, it's a very popular show. I watch it myself. Um, so we're back. We're talking about French amazing wines. I'm having a hard time talking because I just smelled the next wine we're going to taste uh, from a winery I love called St. Combe. It's a Chateau Neuf de Pop. Tell me about this. It's it's intoxicating. Just smelling it is intoxicating. Chateauneuf de Pop is one of the most important appellations in all of France. It's actually where the whole notion of appellation control began. They invented it back in the uh, uh, before World War One. It got going, and in the 1920s, it really became codified. 
the thing that is so interesting about Shattered After Pop is that you can use any one of 13 different varieties of grapes going into it. I think um, uh, eight of them are red and five of them are white. Mm-hmm. And you have quite be- the toolbox. Quite a toolbox. Yeah. This was because all these growers had all these things in their vineyards. And when they set up the laws, they were loath to give them up. Right. So they were kind of grandfathered in. But there's about maybe uh, five or six grapes that really make a regular appearance. Primarily, I think, uh, things like Grenache, Syrah, a little bit of Mourvedre, um, Saint-Saëns, and Carignan. Carignan. Yeah. Uh, and then occasionally some white Grenache or something like that gets mm-hmm. into it. The wines just can be so, so classy. Unfortunately, they're not real cheap. Right. But they are worth it. And what do you think of the one I just poured you? This is well, a Well, nice I'm a fan wine. of this winery to begin with. Um, and the smell of it is just so inviting Lori, and, and toxic. We talk about wines sometimes. Like we, would, we would be content just to smell them. Right. And this is one of those. The best. Yeah. I think that is exactly true. But let's take a sip anyway. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Well, the thing that really strikes me immediately is the depth and the complexity and the sensation that there are just layer after layer after layer of flavor. And long, you taste it in your mouth, long finish, as we call it in the wine world. Yeah. You taste it quite a bit. But it's really balanced. Like some Chateauneuf de Pops in their youth are so tannic Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, you feel like your teeth just like the enamel came off. This is really... So elegant. Yeah, at 2005, we're nine years and some after the harvest. And right. I think it's really come along. It really shows a, gr- a great deal of refinement, a lot of polish. The tannins are very well behaved. These and are cellarable wines. Very much right? so. In fact, you really ought to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of these wines taste best around 10 years after the vintage, okay. which is where we have this one right now. Perfect. And it's just, it's lovely. It really and, is. And you said around... $50 retail. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think about that. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of cheap enough to pop out there, which is why we like the Cote d'Aron wines so much. Yeah, the, the Cote d'Aron, you know, in Europe, in Italy especially, where I've spent a, a little bit more time than I've spent in France, you know, every day they're drinking, like Piedmont, for instance, you know, Barbera, Dolcetto, mm-hmm. very inexpensive sort of everyday wines for them. But the Barolos are for special occasions yeah, for are. when you're really... And the same thing, I think, goes here for Chateauneuf de Pop. You know, if you're not just popping that on a normal Tuesday night, <laughs> that's why you have your great Cote de Rhone's, right? That's but, right. But, you know, maybe a Friday night, you had a great week, it's an anniversary, it's something special. Um, and that's what, you know, makes it even more enjoyable because you don't have it every day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I divide my wines into everyday wines Saturday night dinner wines, and then special occasion wines. Okay. And proportionately, my cellar is probably 70% everyday wines. Another right. 20% are the Saturday night dinner wines, and only 10% are those really special wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great way of sort of stratifying. So, Chateauneuf de Pop, assuming your wine cruise, November 1st to the 8th, you're going to be stopping there. Where, we will. Do you know what winery you're yeah, stopping uh, at? Uh, uh, Domaine Galavin, oh. which is... Um, just a little bit northeast of Avignon. It's okay. run by a woman, ah. and she is a really, really great winemaker. And she makes the whole panoply of, of Rhone wines, from Cote d'Aron all the way up to Chateauneuf du Pop. Hugh has visited, Hugh Sisson visited, and raved. Oh, so, I said, so you got well, a good re- referral I'm, there. I'm taking my cruise people there, and we'll have a really good time. Oh, that's so great. So you have the, 
your cruise, um, of course, just all you got to do is Google um, Cruise One, Sarah Perkins. I'll put the link on the winecoach.com so you don't have to worry about that anyway. Um, what else uh, are you going to do along the way in the cruise that, you know, that people should know about? Well, here's something I'm going to do. I'm going to make it my, my job to try to visit a little wine shop everywhere I go and just pick up some wines and bring them back to the boat. Oh, and we'll, nice. we'll do tastings every night that nobody else on the cruise is going to be able to do. That's and great. I will be telling you why, th- why I think these wines are really nice and things that people should pay attention to. And I have a feeling people are going to enjoy that. Oh, I, I'm sure they would. <laughs> so how many people, what's the max size of your group, just to get an idea we, of that? We're going to a small group this time. We would love to get about 10 people going. Nice. And, which oh, is that's nice, really great. It really is. It really is. That's perfect for one bottle of wine. It is. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a tasting pour. A tasting I always pour. say 10 people per bottle, so you, you can taste you and me a both. lot. Yeah. You and me both. And. It, it, you get really chummy with with these folks, you know, when That's you spend nice. spending some time together. And you know, tours like that really seem to attract the nicest people. It's true; they really do. They really do. Well, great. These are all delicious. I love all three wines that you brought, and I, I especially like you dipping into your wine cellar for us. It's my pleasure. Are you kidding? <laughs> so all the information will be at thewinecoach.com. If you want to get more great tips from Al, um, when should they tune into your show? Well, we're on Wednesdays and Fridays around 5.30 on WYPR. Perfect. And we also put our our selections on the website, WYPR.org, and you just look for the seller notes page. Great. And they're there, and they keep them, you know, for months. So it's kind of like archived. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Al. Lori, it's a pleasure. Always a great time to see you. All right. Have a great trip. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach on The Sipping Point. We've been traveling through France by glass. Chris. It's very tasty. Uh, you were trip. following along, even I though was. they couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Al is such a nice guy, and he brought us three great wines. Yeah, and he knows his stuff. He does. I wish I could do this cruise with him. Maybe I will. Yeah, hey. Maybe I should. I don't know. But if I'll you sell all my belongings and then maybe <laughs> I'll be able to. If you want to find out more, I'm going to put the link at thewinecoach.com. All the wines we tasted will be there. You can download my app, as always, and listen to the show again if you like. Uh, and just, you know, Google Cruise One, Sarah Perkins. You'll find the cruise with Al. He's just a really amazing, very knowledgeable guy. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to wine and dine a little closer to home, I want yeah. people to mark their calendars for April 10th. April 10th. Because I'm doing my Something to Wine About comedic wine tasting show. Awesome. Over dinner. Okay. At the Oregon Grill. And this is for guys and gals, because you normally just do girls' night, women night. I know. I'm letting the guys in, because people have been asking for a while. Yeah. And it's really fun. I've been doing the show around the country. This is the first time in a long time I've been doing it in the Baltimore area. If you want to look at the information and buy tickets, go to thewinecoach.com slash women, but men are allowed. Okay. Okay. Slash women. Um, If you are looking for last minute Easter reservations for tomorrow, you want to go to the Oregon Grill it's so just festive there, delicious prime-age steaks. The perfect place. Fresh seafood. They're going to treat you, your family, your whole party like royalty. If you want a private room, you might be able to get that. Yeah. Just give them a call. call. 410-771-0505. They have a new events manager, Jenny. She'll take care of you. Parking will not be a situation there. 
Not no. at all. Never. never. Never stressful. And every night of the week, even if you want to go for another occasion, they've got specials. They've mm-hmm. got amazing stuff going on in the bar and Great otherwise. and by the glass. I know. They are great. Um, private, I already talked about private dining rooms. Call them again at 410-771-0505 or go to theoregongrill.com. Chris, yeah. I forgot to mention, if you go to thewinecoach.com, I redesigned oh. the homepage of my site. Fancy. You know, people said they couldn't understand what I do. Wow. Well. <laughs> I am a speaker, corporate fundraising, whatever. Uh-huh. I travel around the country, but I love to work at home. Yes. I do media, <laughs> TV, radio. And I'm a wine expert. You go to that page, but if you scroll down, you can sign up for my free wine tips. Perfect. And videos that are going to teach you how to order wine at a restaurant, food and wine pairing, wine glasses, so much more. Lovely. You can sign up with your email address and we can stay in touch. Next week, be back. What are we going to do? Explore the recipe for a delicious life and so much more. You got it. You got it. Special thanks, as always, to Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis, Wine World, The Oregon Grill, and our newest advertiser, Hair of the Dog, Wine and Spirits in Easton, Maryland.